Welcome to Happy Healthy Crazy, the podcast dedicated to bringing encouragement, healing, and support to all those living with mental illness. I'm your host, Bill, and I'm learning how to add happiness and health to my crazy. Today we are talking about self-esteem. I'm not a licensed therapist or doctor, just a guy like you, living with mental illness every day. I hope that my stories will help you as we together continue our struggle for wholeness. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get started. Have you ever struggled with self-esteem? I have, many times. I struggled when I was a teenager and thought I wasn't cool enough, athletic enough, or smart enough. I struggled when I received the diagnosis of clinical depression and then bipolar disorder. The worst, though, was probably the time I spent a year unemployed. I had lost a job and felt terrible about myself. Anyone who gets fired has got to be a total loser, I thought, which of course I know now isn't true at all, but it seemed right to me at the time. As hard as the job loss was to accept, however, not being able to find a job for weeks, which turned into months, which turned into a year, was absolutely crushing. I couldn't believe it. How could I not be employed already? Why couldn't just one company see me as a good hire? Eventually, I decided that there must be something wrong with me. Clearly, I wasn't worth much. I wasn't good enough to get a job. I began to agree with every rejection I received. Yes, I thought, they must be right. I'm not what they're looking for. I'm not worth taking a chance. I'm a lousy candidate for this job and every other job. I'm probably never going to find work ever again. All I am is an unemployed loser who can't provide for his family. My self-esteem was shot, I got more and more depressed, and the pain seemed almost unbearable. What is self-esteem? Although we may think about it as negative or positive, the term is actually neutral. It's been described by various psychological researchers as the sum of an individual's beliefs and knowledge about his or her personal attributes and qualities, and, also, a person's global appraisal of his or her positive or negative value. Simply put, self-esteem is what we think about ourselves. It's how we measure our worth, our skills, our abilities, what makes us uniquely us. It's our judgment on ourselves, and it comes down to this. Am I good or bad? Am I valuable or not? Am I good enough or am I lacking? The answers to these questions total up to our self-esteem. Where does our self-esteem come from? Where do we get our sense of who we are? Psychologists have many theories, but most seem to point toward at least two factors, nature and nurture. We seem to be born with an innate sense of intrinsic worth. If we are made by God and made in the image of God, then it makes sense we would know from infancy that we are valuable just as we are. As the old saying goes, God don't make no junk. One of the attractive things about young children is how comfortable they are in their own skin. They don't naturally struggle with big questions about themselves. They are simply happy to be alive, and life is wonderful. Many studies have been conducted to determine if a child's environment can influence his or her self-esteem. 
The answer, resoundingly, is yes. Researchers report that healthy attachment to parents and unconditional parental support are essential elements to developing positive self-esteem. The flip side is also true. Children who receive low parental acceptance and support eventually develop low self-esteem. When there is prolonged separation from parents, neglect, or abuse of any kind, it can create deeply rooted self-esteem problems that last into adulthood. The combination of our nature and nurture, as well as perhaps other factors, seem to combine to create our self-concept. Why does our self-esteem matter? According to experts, it is critical to our overall well-being. Positive self-esteem can lead to better health and social behavior. It works to actively promote and protect our mental health as a type of buffer against negative influences. In various studies, good self-esteem has been shown to predict happiness, increase success at school, improve job satisfaction, and even help people heal after operations and recover from diseases. Having a positive self-concept just makes life better, period. What happens when our self-esteem is damaged, like mine was when I was unemployed? Well, it's not good. As one author explains, when someone has low self-esteem, they believe that they are not worthy of love, happiness, or success. Those negative thoughts can lead to a whole host of problems, including poor personal relationships, addictions, eating disorders, violence, and dangerous choices. Although low self-esteem is not a clinical diagnosis, there is a strong connection between it and mental disorders such as depression and anxiety. In fact, sometimes it's hard to tell which came first, and the two together can create a downward spiral. People living with mental illness are especially at risk of developing and maintaining a poor self-image because of the societal problem of stigma. In one fascinating study, researchers proved that stigma of mental illness leads sufferers to conclude that they are failures or that they have little to be proud of. They explain that when the mentally ill believe that others are going to stereotype them, look down on them, and reject them simply because of their illness, it creates a fear of rejection. This fear, states the authors, may cause those who are mentally ill to act less confidently or more defensively, or they may simply avoid contact altogether. This, in turn, may lead to strained social interactions, poorer life satisfaction, and even unemployment. Once these problems begin to occur, the person's self-esteem can nosedive, since they may conclude that they are less able and less worthy than others. What should our self-esteem be like? To put it simply, positive and balanced. When we see ourselves positively, as one author writes, we will recognize our good qualities and strive toward a happy and successful life. We will give ourselves credit for the good we have done. We will be healthier physically and mentally. We will be better able to handle life's stresses. According to one study, Viewing yourself positively can be regarded as a very important psychological resource for coping. Hope can exist only when such beliefs make a positive outcome seem possible. Positivity is important, but a healthy self-image must also include balance. 
If we are honest, we have to admit that we are not perfect. We mess up. We make mistakes. We do things wrong. To use an old-fashioned word, we even sin. This means that while we are intrinsically valuable and worthwhile, and we should have a positive self-image, we need to remember we are not better than anyone else. We are all equally valuable. Appreciate yourself for who you are, yes, but appreciate others, too. And if you have done something wrong against someone else, make it right. That's part of valuing yourself and valuing others. As Jesus famously said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. A positive and balanced perspective on ourselves is a healthy one. Now for the big question. Since it's so important to our overall health, what can we do to improve our self-esteem? There are many, many ways. If you are struggling with serious self-esteem issues, I recommend getting some counseling or therapy from a mental health care professional. Therapy has definitely helped me with self-esteem over the years. But besides professional help, there are a number of simple, practical steps we can take to raise our self-concept. In an article entitled, Building Confidence and Self-Esteem, Dr. Neil Burton lists 17 of them. He gives lots of great ideas, and here are my top five favorites. Number one, make three lists, one of your strengths, one of your achievements, and one of the things that you admire about yourself. Keep the lists in a safe place and read them through regularly. Number two, think positively about yourself. Remind yourself that, despite your problems, you are a unique, special, and valuable person. Identify and challenge any negative thoughts you may have about yourself. Or, as my pastor says, if it's a lie, stamp it a lie. 3. Get involved in activities such as painting, music, poetry, and dance. 4. Do some of the things you've been putting off. And 5. Do something nice for others. I like these last couple of ideas because they involve taking action and getting something done. I have found that doing something positive, especially if it is for someone else, is a great booster shot for my self-esteem. There's no greater feeling than knowing I just made someone else's life a little better. Even if all I did was mow their lawn, shovel their walk, or do some other small chore, it gets my mind off myself for a while and makes me happy. When there was a natural disaster in my town last year, I spent a day volunteering, helping with cleanup. All day long I picked up debris, swept up dust, and threw away bag after bag of trash. It wasn't anything glamorous or flashy. I didn't make it on the local news. I just knew I was helping people who needed help. And to be honest, that was probably the best day of my whole month. If you haven't done it before, I highly recommend volunteering in your community or your church. You'll be amazed at what it can do for your self-esteem. Here's a little experiment you can try. Next time you're at the grocery store, try letting the next person in line go ahead of you, even if they have a cart full. See for yourself if the great feeling you get isn't worth the few extra minutes of your time. Well, that wraps it up for today's show. Thanks for listening to this edition of Happy, Healthy, Crazy. 
I'm so glad you made time in your day for us. I'd love to get your feedback on today's show and hear your experiences with self-esteem. Also, if you're interested in getting links to some of the studies and articles that I referred to today, let me know. I'll be happy to send them along. As always, you can reach me at bill at happyhealthycrazy.com. I'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, have a great week, and remember, it's okay to be broken. We're in this together, and our stories are far from over. Hi, this is Bill, host of Happy Healthy Crazy. If your civic group, church group, or recovery program is looking for an inspirational speaker for your next function, consider inviting me. My dynamic presentations increase understanding of mental illness, encourage those living with it, and let others know how they can help. Each presentation is fully customizable to your group's needs. I've shared my stories with many groups, ranging from a handful of people to crowds of hundreds. I would love the opportunity to speak to your group, too. Please contact me via email at bill at happyhealthycrazy.com for more information. Thanks, and I look forward to hearing from you soon.